This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, will Oakland teachers go on strike this spring? On Monday, the Oakland Education Association, the union that represents about 3,000 teachers and other staff in the public district, began voting on whether to authorize a strike amid negotiations on a new contract. The union says the district hasn't bargained in good faith in recent months on issues including pay, benefits, and class sizes. If the vote passes, union leaders could trigger a strike sometime before the end of the school year. The district, meanwhile, denies the union's charge. And there's another wrinkle. Some parents of Oakland students have signed a petition telling teachers this is no time for a disruption to schools. With many of the district's 34,000 students struggling in the wake of the pandemic's remote work. My guest to talk about this latest tension in Oakland schools is Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker. Jill, let's start with the contract negotiations. What are the two sides fighting over? Well, like most contract negotiations and bargaining between unions and management, it's mostly about money, right? It's wages as well as other working conditions. But money's the biggest sticking point here in terms of a raise that teachers would like to see. They want a 23% raise in addition to smaller class sizes, in addition to a bunch of, of other demands, including more counselors and support services. But really, we're talking about how much people get paid. And Jill, how do we progress from that disagreement and the bargaining table to the point of actually taking a strike vote? Yeah, you know, in most negotiations, I mean, every district negotiates in general with their teachers. Most districts are unionized in California and across the country. And, and so this is a very frequent occurrence where the two sides bargain. They try to come to some type of agreement that escalates. And, and often there are threats of strikes. But before that happens, they usually go through mediation, impasse, and then they typically reach an agreement before walkouts. We don't see a lot of teacher strikes, but when they happen, they're very memorable. They're very difficult for families and very disruptive. And Oakland has had some in the past. They've had walkouts and they've had strikes. And, you know, this is the next step in the union's battle to get what they want. I want to be clear, though. Are there certain things that you absolutely have to do before you take this vote? Yeah. So there are policies and state laws around bargaining, especially in the public jobs. And so typically what would happen is they would sit down at the table, they'd present their offers, they'd haggle. If they couldn't reach an agreement, it goes to what they call impasse, which is an official title. And then they go to mediation. If at the end of all that, they still can't reach agreement, then they're at that point where the workers can vote to strike. In this case, they have not reached official impasse or entered mediation. So they're sort of jumping 
ahead and and basically accusing the district of unfair labor practices, of, of not negotiating in good faith. They've filed a uniform labor complaint with the state. And by doing that, by arguing that the district is not negotiating in good faith, they could skip the steps of impasse and mediation. And that's what they're attempting to do right now. Okay, gotcha. But what about the district? What did they say in response? So the district is saying that they are prioritizing increasing pay for teachers. That is their very, very top priority. But the problem is the district doesn't have unlimited cash. This is not a private business. This isn't about stockholders. It really is about how much money they get from the state and how they can pay all of the services and all of the responsibilities that they have to provide legally and somehow find enough money to give teachers a much better wage, which I think everyone agrees they should be doing. Oakland is below average in the region, but Oakland has a lot of financial issues and a lot of history that have put them in this this moment where they're really trying to figure out how to pay their teachers more without going into financial distress. I think you write that we wouldn't expect a strike right away. What exactly would this vote do should it pass? Right. So it gives the union officials the authority to call a strike. Now, what we would expect is that they wouldn't go on a an unending strike. It might be something like Los Angeles did in a very similar situation in March, where they also alleged that the district was not negotiating in good faith. And so they called a three-day strike. And schools in all of L.A. for a half a million kids were shut down for three days. It forced the mayor of Los Angeles and others to step in and mediate. And they came to an agreement after those three days. And so Oakland is looking to do something similar. When that would be, we don't know. It could be in the coming weeks or it could happen not at all. Really, this type of thing, you know, threatening a strike is a normal part of the bargaining process. It's always on the table. And so it ratchets up the sort of the the fear that schools will have to close. That then brings in parents and and others, you know, that are concerned that, you know, kids may have to stay home if teachers are striking. All right. I want to get to that parent reaction, which is somewhat unique here, Jill. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on Fifth and Mission. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa, joined by Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker. We're talking about a strike vote that's being taken by the union that represents teachers and other staffers in Oakland's public schools. Jill, what has been the response from parents? We mentioned this is a pretty unique time in Oakland schools and for schools around the country. What are they doing? 
Yeah. So, you know, there are many parents that are supporting teachers. They they want them to get a raise. They believe they should be paid more. But and I think that's pretty universal, honestly. The question is, do they side with the idea of a strike? And what we're seeing this time, which I really haven't seen in in any community in the past couple decades, really, where the parents are actually standing up going, we want you to get a raise, but we do not want you to strike. And there are hundreds of, of folks that have signed a petition saying, please do not strike. Our kids have missed enough school with the pandemic. They're struggling. They're trying to catch up. We need classrooms to remain open. You can work this out without going on strike. And and that's really unusual because in general, people love teachers and they want to support them. But this time, you know, kind of I think parents have become a little more empowered in amid the pandemic and are really showing that right now by by pushing back on on this strike. And and that's really unusual. And you say they're invoking the pandemic, the the struggles of remote learning. Yeah, definitely. You know, they're they're talking about how kids have just, you know, they were isolated. They fell behind academically. They're still struggling with the emotional fallout of the pandemic. And and the parents who are supporting this petition are basically saying, we cannot afford one minute of these kids not being in school, given all the time that they have lost in distance learning or from having COVID or any number of traumas and losses that they might have experienced during the pandemic. But Jill, as you've said, union negotiations are tense by their very nature. It's it's not uncommon. Why does it make sense for parents to wade into these tense issues, this leverage at the negotiating table? Many parents were frustrated during the pandemic when Oakland and other school districts, including San Francisco, didn't reopen as soon as others. And, and the union was pretty vocal in that conversation in terms of when schools should open. And it it created this moment for parents to push back, to speak out. And, and I think they, that many of them were frustrated and spoke out and joined together. You know, the parent power movement in California, to a large degree, formed out of, of that frustration of the schools not reopening. And so what you're seeing now is some of that parent empowerment sort of still kicking in, even in the process of negotiations where a strike is always possible. But I think parents are basically finding their voice. And instead of just backing teachers, you know, through a strike are basically saying, we support you, but we don't want to strike. Jill, it obviously feeds into these larger issues and frustrations for parents around Oakland schools who had a state takeover. They've dealt with the prospect of school closures, financial troubles. How does this all come together? And what is the larger picture in Oakland that is sort of feeding all of this? Well, Oakland has historically struggled, as you mentioned, with the state takeover and so many issues. And there's been a lot of divisiveness in the district, in the community, even in the last few years, not just with the pandemic, but looking at the school district's budget and the future of the district, whether it'll be a solvent, and in the context of declining enrollment, which really hits hard on the budget when you lose state funding, when when you lose students, and, and with school closures. There are a lot of schools that are mostly empty, and they're trying to keep those schools open. That was a huge debate in the district where parents were very much, you know, issues of fairness, issues of finances, issues, racial issues, inequity. 
And, and the district has really been struggling with all of these issues for a long time, but really coming to the forefront over the last year where there was a basically wildcat strike over the closures. And so there's a lot of tension in the district. There's a lot of division. And, and I think that, that we're seeing that not only with the school closures, but with how the district is going to deal with its finances and declining enrollment and where the cuts should be. How can they balance the budget when, they, when they're losing students and keeping schools open that are not full? And so all of these questions have been bubbling up. And now we're at that point where it really is hitting hard in terms of how to pay teachers more while grappling with all those issues, as well as keeping kids in school and trying to make up for all of the learning loss and other issues from the pandemic. And Jill, back to the strike vote, and I don't want to speculate too much, but Are there concerns in the Oakland district that there could be longer work stoppages? Presumably, they would continue to bargain through all of this. But if they get into impasse and they get into mediation and all of that fails, that's when you hit that final stage of they go on strike. And usually what happens in that case is that's when you have the governor and other officials start intervening and mediating, which is what happened in L.A. It all of a sudden becomes an urgent situation, an emergency, and they intervene and help get it settled. All right. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Jill Tucker, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks to my guest today. She's Jill Tucker, Chronicle Education reporter. Thanks to King Kaufman and Gary Baca for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. <laughs> 